Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Network Podcast. I'm Gabriel Sedlak, and I have a lot to share with you here today. So let's get right to it. Now, today on the Network Podcast, I want to talk about you are not your circumstances. The word circumstance means to stand as things are in a circumference around you, as though if you were standing in the middle of a giant circle of people, for instance, and they're all holding hands, and they've kind of locked you in, right, and you're in the center, and you're observing the circumference, so you're standing, or the stance in which you stand in the circumference of something. Um, It's very paralyzing. Many times circumstances get confused, and rather than people just seeing them for what they are, and that is just a temporary state or an external thing, they internalize it, and they think that they actually are their own circumstances. The, the real challenging part about circumstances and, and, and this whole concept is the perception that other people have. Now, people tell me all the time, listen, Gabriel, I in no way, shape, or form care what people say. And I say, well, you know, that, that sounds good, but I guarantee you, you care light years more about what people think than you may realize. Because it drives us at such a profound level as... I like to speak about everything we do in life is not just about us. It's about us, but it's also about what others will think, the perception of others, how we will be valued by others, and the interaction, the relationship that'll happen is a byproduct of all the things that we do in life. Now, whether you're buying clothing, great example. Let's say you're going to go buy a pair of pants and a shirt, right? Well, could you go buy any pair of pants and any shirt? Of course you could. The problem is... You, you buy brands because of the perception. Now, many times we buy them for the quality. I get that. But if we buy brands for the perception because of what it means to us and how we feel because we're wearing them and the way we're going to be perceived by others because we're wearing them, then there again, anybody can just go out and buy clothes, buy a shirt, buy some pants. But when we're talking about why we do what we do, It's always in relationship to how we are going to feel when others perceive us and how others are going to perceive us, which then makes us feel a certain way about ourselves. Same thing with cars. Any vehicle can get you where you need to go, and yet we buy vehicles that are extension of us because of the way it makes us feel, the way we're going to be perceived by others. Now, people will pretend and tell me all day long that they are not controlled by that. I would beg to differ. The house you live in, right? The neighborhood. Um, Perfect example. People say, yeah, where do you live? And you'll tell them where you live and they'll say, oh, right? (laughs) It's always, it's always, wow. Now that can either be a, oh, or it could be a, oh, wow. Uh, Could any neighborhood work? Sure. Could any house work? Possibly, right? We could make anything work. But why do we move into the neighborhood that we move into? Many times, is it the house because it meets our family's needs? Sure it does. But many times, even the homes we buy, the neighborhoods we buy them in, where we move to and where that neighborhood or that zip code is located has a whole lot to do with elevated value. We will pay more for something that we feel will elevate us amongst people and the way we think that 
uh, other people will perceive us, right, both sides. So I don't want to drill that in the ground too much because we could spend three days talking about all the little things we buy, do, from watches to jewelry to how we do our hair to the, the clothes to cars to, to the, the music we listen to, the restaurants. We, there's so much of what we do in life is a direct reaction because why? We are relational beings. Everything we do is about a human connection. Everything we do is about a relationship. Is it bad? Absolutely not. So I want to talk about how circumstances or standing in the circumference of something many times uh, gives us an identity or a, um, how do I say it? A, um, when it comes to that identity, it is. <laughs> It can be paralyzing when it makes you feel like you are your circumstances. And that's what I want to talk about specifically. And I want to talk about how others see you and think you are your circumstances. So hope not to confuse anybody, but let's just dive into it. All right. Let's say you've been through something growing up, right? Let's say you were raised on the wrong side of the tracks. Now, there again, per my opening, imagine what I just said, the wrong side of the tracks. Well, what is that? That's a perception that there's a right side of the tracks. There's a perception there's a wrong side of the tracks. I don't want to go too psychological in this and confuse anybody, but the point is, is that when you're on the wrong side of the tracks, uh, there's a perception. If you're on the right side of the tracks, there's a perception. So let's say you were on the wrong side of the tracks, you're raised in less than ideal circumstances, and you met people along the way in life. They know you. They knew you in your circumstances. They knew you at the, where, the, where you worked. You know, if you worked at the pizza place or you got fired or you were living in a less than adequate place or you had a terrible relationship. So anyway, there's this snapshot about you and your life at the moment that the person met you or saw you, correct? So, so you meet this person. They meet you but then they also meet your circumstances. So that becomes an imprint on them, and so they see you as you as a person, but they also see your circumstances as you. So it's like this one package. All right, some years go by, you don't see them, and down the road, you see them, I don't know, five, 10 years later, and they say, hey, I haven't seen you in forever. Now, let's say your situation has changed light years, okay? Your better house, better job, better uh, physical condition, you're smarter, wiser, you, you know, everything has changed to the point where you don't even, or they shouldn't even, or you couldn't even recognize yourself as to, um, as to, you know, if you could, we're going to compare that prior person to who you are now, it, it would take a very big imagination to connect the dots because that's how far removed you are from it. Here's the problem. That person still remembers you as that person that may not have had it all together, that may have had those challenges. So when they're looking at you, if you're, if you're running anybody and they go, hey, how you, well, hey, great, great. And they have that hesitancy and they have almost that like pull the eyeglasses down look. Why? Because they are looking at you and when they meet you that second time, they're remembering who you were. Or let me clarify who you were and your circumstances mixed. And so that's who they think you are. So even if you've changed, many times a person has a prior perspective of you cannot hear or receive from you in your current state because they still remember you 
how you were, correct? We do it to people, they do it to us all the time. Now, that's unfortunately uh, many times how people operate. You're not going to really get away from that too much. It's a little bit, it's, it's just unfortunate, but that's the way it is. So in life, you have to constantly overcome the perceptions of people because guess what? People hold the keys to doorways. People hold the keys to jobs. People hold the keys to different opportunities, what you're going to buy, where you're going to go, how you interact or engage in life. There are always people that have the keys or the control doors in life. And how they perceive you has a whole lot to do with how they're going to open or, or uh, allow you into the doorway. Now, the challenge is, let's say you are light years ahead of who you were or what you went through. Amazing. Can you help how people are going to perceive you? No. Because they say you have 16 milliseconds. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but 16 milliseconds. When, okay, so I see you, you walk in the door, I look at you, and I take a 16 millisecond snapshot of you, even if I've never met you before, that snapshot takes you and um, imprints you on me based upon how I file everything I'm looking at, the clothes you're wearing, how you're standing, the clarity of your eyes, your teeth, your smile, the shape of your ears, the shape, I mean, it's, are you muscular? Are you super skinny? Are you overweight? Are you super thin? Are you right in between? And it's all, of course, eye of the beholder stuff. There's all these millions of categories. Um, is your hair messy? Uh, do I like your cologne? Do I not? There's all these things. What kind of shoes are you wearing? So you walk around the corner. I glance at you. Boom, 16 milliseconds. I've made an assessment. Now, in life, we have to overcome what people think or we confirm what they think. Sometimes you'll never overcome what they think because they're too uh, uh, conditioned into believing that what they saw is who you are. And even if you exceed their wildest expectations, many times people can never see you differently than their perception. Again, we can't control that. But there's 16 milliseconds that you're, you see somebody and you, and you take that snapshot. Well, at that point, you either <laughs> overcome their judgment or you confirm their judgment okay so we want to i wanted to cover that one too so there's all these factors at work now here's the crazy part you again you cannot necessarily help how other people are going to perceive you right people say well like i said nobody i don't care what people think believe me you do care what people think because it directly steers every behavior of your life whether you like it or not. And it's not a negative thing because, again, as relational beings, we are supposed to interact and people in interaction create something beautiful or it's supposed to create something even better. One plus one equals 20. There's an increase. There's a, there's a fragrance that is supposed to come from healthy interaction and, um, and uh, melding of, of, of interactions and relationships. But the, the challenge is, is let's say you went through, now this could be the other side of the spectrum as well, guys. You could have come from the right side of the tracks, had everything in the world, and people perceived you as having a silver spoon. Again, they're going to get jealous. They're going to think you're spoiled. They're going to, well, what do they know? They've never been through anything, right? You have privilege. Oh, you're a privileged person. 
all the nonsense that you hear these days that people love to rattle off, right? Again, you can't control that side, but here's the challenge. What if who you were or what you did or what you were around, you clothe yourself with those circumstances or those moments and you wear it and you think that not only were those circumstances something that happened to you that was about, about and around you during that time of your life, but guess what? That you are your circumstances. It's one thing to be deceived or to be deceived by somebody. It's a very different thing to have, um, to, to be self-deceived, right? The crazy thing, and, uh, and again, please forgive me if my, if my, uh, if my, uh, my sound is a little bit off. I'm, I'm, I have my headphones on, <laughs> and sometimes I, I think I'm hearing pops, but uh, hey, forg forgive the audio today. Um, I, I have a brand new uh, audio rig here and a brand new boom mic, and um, part of this is testing it out. And I thought, you know what, what, what better way than to just test the thing out? Now, you see, even in that funny how I even talked about that microphone just now, whether the sound quality is good or bad, I brought attention to it because I'm conscious of it, because I'm conscious that you are going to perceive me in a fashion based upon the audio quality. <sighs> My point exactly. See how ridiculous that is, right? If I didn't mention it, you wouldn't be thinking about it. But now, hopefully, the rest of this, uh, this podcast, you're not going to be thinking about it. Um, but when you think you are your circumstances, then you walk with a self-saboteur type of posturing. Many times you will, you'll, you'll operate in a way that takes where you were and those circumstances and it kind of fuses it to you as a person and so you walk downcast or you walk um, upright or you, you, you yeah, I, hope, I hope this makes sense, or you're walking in a, fa in a manner that, that almost, it, it, you're like a walking apologist. I guess almost, you, you make a, you, you bring to attention something that is not supposed to have any attention brought to it. Like if somebody said, well, Gabriel, you were, you were raised, you know, on social security and you had a catastrophically ill father and, and, and life was really tough growing up and there was tremendous amounts of lack and you had to get a GED in your early 20s finally. And um, everybody thought, oh, there goes Gabriel again. He's off into another thing. Oh, there goes the, the entrepreneur. Oh, he's in another home-based business. Ah, so he's doing what now? Man, I mean, he's so unstable or whatever. And I heard all kinds of things that people said about me, right? Well, what if I still carry that with me? What if I still think that that's how people are going to perceive me when that was just an external situation that I had to break and press through to get out of. And yet, I still, instead of just saying, hey, that was a thing that I had to step on, I actually clothed myself in it. And so even if my situation is different, even if I live a different life, I still carry with me the war wounds of thinking that those circumstances were me. And so then you create additional problems unnecessarily. And I'm gonna tell you something, if you are, if you are taking your past and you are wearing it like a coat, and you still walk around in life, and people see that coat and that circumstance, still, you're still marinated in all of that stuff, 
and they perceive you as still that individual, then I'm sorry, you need to extend grace on yourself. You need to shake that thing off like a wet rag and you need to say, you know what? God forgave me. I forgave myself. That wasn't me. Those were, that was a moment in time. I'm not that person. And you just have to kind of come to grips with the fact. I, I mean, I can't even tell you how many people still carry their past on them as though they are still their past circumstances. It's the craziest thing. The funny thing is, is if you can honestly realize that if you do everything right, people are going to have a problem with you. If you do everything wrong, people are going to have a problem with you. But guess what? If you do everything right, some people are going to love you. If you do everything wrong, some people are going to love you. You know what? If you do everything right, you're going to love yourself. If you do everything wrong, you're going to extend grace and forgiveness upon yourself. And you're just going to press forward in life and quit allowing yourself to be, uh, uh, to, to quit allowing yourself to, to walk with a limp so that not only do you bring things up that are not necessary to your present circumstances, because we're constantly reintroducing our past into our present, which is hugely destructive, hugely destructive, and or we are still shamed because we can't believe that people see us differently because what we went through is so ingrained in us that we can't even embrace the present in a real healthy way. I know this is pretty heady. I've written about this. Uh, it's, it's a, a train on it. It's, it's a real big deal. And I just want you to know this circumstances are simply something that you, that was around you in a circle that in, enclosed you in the situations and you had to pass through those circumstances. You are not your circumstances. Let's talk about the present for a minute. What if you're just in a real crappy situation? And this, I mean, I could be talking to millionaires right now. And again, we don't even elevate uh, the millionaire status anymore because a million dollars, think about this, a million dollars is just enough. You know, the average person spends a lifetime to net, what, a million four after 30 years of work? So we talk about a million dollars or a millionaire, single-digit millionaire. Well, all you did with that million is simply gain back your 30 years. It just brought you back to, to ground zero. So again, I don't use that term as though it's some huge thing, but yet it's, it's, a, it's an exciting uh, place, and I, su I suggest people do it, and then some, and, more, and greater than that. But the point is, is I could be talking to millionaires, and I could be talking to people that are really going through some tough stuff right now, relationships, you know. Um, this has a lot to do with even broken relationships or people who have been through divorces or they're trying to go into a new relationship, but yet the, the past relationship is so ingrained in them and they're so wounded by it that in the present circumstance, they, they don't even give the, the new person a chance because they are going to make darn sure that, not intentionally, but they're going to bring all that ugly into the current place, especially if they're hurt enough to think that this current good situation would never last. So in order to protect themselves from the inevitable, they'll even create a self-sabotage situation and create drama in the present relationship because they can't imagine that uh, the present one could be better because they were so um, uh, conditioned and beaten on in the past one. Um, again, I don't want to wear you guys out with super heavy stuff here, but what I want you to realize is you are incredible. You have the capacity to create. 
You have the capacity to knock down and destroy. You have the capacity to clothe yourself with newness. You have the capacity to be a new person. Think about this, even physically. Every several years, and there's arguments whether it's three or it's seven or it's four and a half to five years, nevertheless, the human body replaces every cell in it ever so often. Bone, brain, blood, skin, organs, hair, everything gets replaced. So think about even this, right? Physically, you were this person at this particular time, let's say a few years ago. Well, <coughs> forgive me, sorry about that. A few years later, physi physically, you've literally been replaced. The body you are sitting in right now listening to this podcast is not the body that was there back then. The body you're in right now is not the same body that was violated. It's not the same body that did or acted in the way that it was, um, that it acted or, 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 or behaved in. The body you're in now is not the same one that that person yelled at or criticized or ridiculed. The body you're in now is not the person that failed yesterday or, or, or years ago. It's not the person that let everybody else down. It's a brand new body. And possibly, depending on the time frame, you might have replaced your body several times. Think about that concept. So why do we take a brand new, fresh um, body, brand new, fresh vehicle that you're walking in, and because of memory, because of a mindset, because of the spiritual side of things, because of the soulish side of things, you reinfect, reinfest, or reintroduce yesterday's failures into a fresh body. Think about that one. You're not even the same person, folks, that was that person back then. And I don't need to give a laundry list. You know what I'm talking about. You're a brand new creation. You're a brand new person. So if you've been replaced, why would we bring an old mindset into a new vessel and poison it? See, a human being has the capacity to refuse the ugly of yesterday into the present or reinfest or reinfect the present by yesterday. And they can also take the glories of yesterday, the wonderful things of yesterday, the beauty of yesterday, and reintroduce it into the present and carry on and extend more beauty. I just want you guys to realize you have far more control over your present circumstances than you ever thought you did. Far more. You are far more capable. You're far less of a victim than you ever realized. And today, who you are right now, by sheer choice, by decisive resolve, by hearing this and going, my gosh, I forgive myself. I'm a new person. I'm a new creation. I mean, I love what the scripture says. It says, uh, we've been made new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
that happens both in a redemptive state when you talk about spiritual things. It also happens in a physical state. So if we've been created and we are that valuable to God and we're that valuable as being at the top of his creation, why on the earth would we treat it so horribly because of the reintroduction of yesterday and today into today? You are not your circumstances. You were not your circumstances. They were external things that were trying to swallow you up to cause you to be crippled by it so that forever you would constantly reintroduce that pain into your present moment and then suck away decades. Some people never get over it, guys, ever. But you know what? There's hope because what is exposed can get dealt with. When you turn the light on, the roaches scatter. And I hope that this podcast today, the light is shed in this brief few minutes I have with you that all of a sudden the light's on and the roaches scatter and you say, my goodness gracious, I didn't see it because I love this. Whatever God reveals, and you know me by this point, if you've followed any of my stuff or follow me on social media for any length of time or in my new podcast now or you've read my book or you followed my wife and I for forever, you know you're going to get this from me. But I'm here to tell you, you are, you're so valuable and so able to shed off. It's almost like, like a snake that can just shed off the dead skin and leave it on the ground where it was. So I would challenge everybody here because this is going to bring up a lot of emotions. This brings up a lot of good, bad, indifferent. This brings up all kinds of stuff. And when this stuff bubbles up, right, that's how they purify gold, guys. You know that, right? They heat the gold up until the dross or the impurities rise to the top of it, and then they scrape off the impurities. And then they heat it up some more, and they scrape off of the impurities. And eventually, if you do that enough, the gold is finer and finer and finer and finer. They do that with steel as well. Steel, what do they do? They heat it, they cool it. They heat it, they cool it. They temper it in the oil. They cool it. They heat it, they cool it. And they beat it into itself over and over and over and over again. And what happens? Guess what? The more you refine that steel, the harder it is. And the more capable it is to cut through anything, regardless of how hard or how dense it is. May this be a message that pulls out the dross and knocks out the impurities so you can say, you know what? Wow, I am far more free than I ever realized I was. I can do far more in my present moment than my perception of what I thought I was based upon my past ever allowed myself, I ever allowed myself to do or be. And right now, and you ought to date stamp it, look at your watch whenever you're listening to this podcast, look at the date, write it down, and say, the network podcast, I heard Gabriel Sedlak talk about this, and this is the day that I change everything in my life. This is the day that I pull the lever on the train track and I go a completely different direction. Because guess what? People have that capacity. I have that capacity. You have that capacity to stand up 
or get out of your car or crawl out of your bed right now or if you're really contemplating um, um, a real dark, if you're really in a dark time right now and you're just contemplating how you're going to handle it and it's not always sometimes, folks, the safest place to be in our heads. Know this, you can stand up, you can shake it off, and you can move forward because you are not your circumstances. You are magnificent and you can change everything. That's the beauty and the power we've been given as human beings. No other creature ever has that capacity. How wonderful, how fearful and wonderful we have been made that we literally can shape our destiny with our heart. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I saw an old picture once of a, of a, of a guy walking through a field, and it was just a big, giant uh, cornfield. I don't know if it was a cornfield or what it was, but it was you know, trees, but the uh, large bits of farmland. And uh, imagine you have a, he, he, behind him, he was holding on to a, a highway. I know it's an interesting picture, but he was literally like if you were taking a blanket, right? And you put it behind your back and you held a corner and you were walking through your yard and the blanket was dragging behind you, correct? Right, that image? Well, as he was walking through this field, he was dragging a road a freshly paved road behind him. And I thought, isn't it funny that that picture is exactly what I'm talking about? We can literally pave a brand new direction for ourselves and we can drag it, slap through a cornfield, through the woods, the desert. It's unbelievable. We have that ability, guys. So hopefully this podcast has been motivating to you. Um, it has for me. It reminds me that uh, I really am in the driver's seat. And guys, you really are in the driver's seat. So I'll see you in the next network podcast. Bye-bye now. Thank you so much for tuning in to the network podcast. I really hope this message was timely and just what you needed to hear. Don't forget to subscribe to hear the latest episodes. And if you work for yourself in a home-based business or are thinking about joining one, then be sure to pick up a copy of my latest book, Cut It Out, available at gabrielsedlack.com and on Amazon. Until the next time.